0: Oh, it's lit, <laughs> we prime time, <laughs> subscribe, like, and share, <laughs> give us your feedback. Yo, I'm Manny at the plate and Kobe off a of steel, Greski for the goal and Brady at the wheel, I'm a game changer, the Osaka of the tennis, and breaking scoreboards. Simone the Olympics, defense and big business, the Mayweather who way better, from the greatness of Jim Brown, I been down. Talk of sports before I was off the porch. Screaming bold nose while Jordan was playing horse. Late 80s getting torched by the drive and the shot. 2016 got a ring off the three in the block. They ease to forgot. The Cardiac Kids, Price and Doherty, bailing the Indian years. This who it is. Your host D Trent, yo, that's a name banger. Come in the streets and talk sports with the game changer. Yo, your host D Trent, that's a name banger. Come in the streets and talk sports with the game changer. Well, was really good, y'all. Game changer sports talk, industry sports. All right, look, I'm I'm on the clock right now, but you know, I figured I'd come on break right quick and highlight y'all about what we seen last night and what's going on with the Cleveland Browns. All right, so for all those that still in speculation and want to know what's going on, um, you know, it was quite clear. The Browns are no longer in playoff contention. They no longer have a reason to, you know, explore every option to try to win a game right now because it's not going to change their fate. All right. But they do have questions going into next season. You know, who is actually going to be the quarterback of the team? What type of offensive philosophy are they really going to transform into being that the current one is not working? Um, You know, how will they build up on a defense? what will become of a special team that's been non-existent for the last few years. So with those things being said, the only way you can find these things out is by using the last two games to do things that you wouldn't normally do, which is play to your weaknesses more than your strengths, because you know what your strengths involve, right? Miles Garrett, he's locked up. Jadavion Clowney, most likely going to get offered a long-term deal uh the guards the offensive center both offensive guards all locked up nick chubb already locked up kareem hunt already locked up you know uh, a a lot of the core guys you know Conklin locked up you know uh you know quite a few guys are locked up so the guys who aren't locked up are the guys who played a lot you know guys like a M.J. Stewart and A.J. Green, who probably really have secure spots. But, you know, we needed to play them to see who was expended. You know, seeing how them two played last night, you know, Ronnie Harrison Jr. is expendable. You don't need to try to retain a Ronnie Harrison Jr. He was injured most of the year anyway, but, you know, being that A.J. Green and M.J. Stewart are stepping up and be getting better, you know, you don't have to Waste money on that guy and allow him to go somewhere else to prove his talents. You know, as I say, Jadavian most likely is going to get offered a long-term deal. I definitely expect the Browns to either bring in or draft a dominant defensive tackle that's going to help keep some of the extra pressure off Jadavian and Miles coming from the outside. Uh, uh, They need a sturdy defensive tackle because, as analytics will show when people start breaking it down in the offseason, the Browns allowed a lot of yards up the middle. Uh, you know, that's where Malik McDowell and uh, uh, Malik Jackson was at. You know, Malik Jackson was only on a one-year deal. Tech McKinley, you know, he he unfortunately he went down. You know, I could see the Browns bringing him back on another one-year deal just to see if he recovered. Um, but I think Malik McDowell definitely and Jadamia Clowney are getting resigned. Uh, you know, you still got a Tommy guy down there, and you still got a Jordan Elliott. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. On the offensive side of the ball, because that's that's really what the video is about. It's about offense, all right? Baker had every opportunity yesterday to prove that he is the guy, all right? Baker did nothing to help his cause. And this is what I mean by Baker did nothing to help his cause, all right? You are in your fourth year as the number one overall pick. So there, you cannot tell me you don't have the option to change the plays at the line of scrimmage. And if you don't have the, the, the leverage or the leeway to do that with your head coach, that is a problem. That is a personal problem. It's not a, that's not a coaching problem. That is a, that's a player problem. All right? You didn't adjust any blocking. I didn't see you calling no audibles. I didn't see you recognizing or doing like little horror counts to get the defense to show their hand. I actually seen the defense doing more baiting of you than you of them. That should never happen with your franchise quarterback. Okay. This isn't the first time it's been happened. It's happened in several games. Yes, we could have leaned on Nick Chubb and ran him to the ground, but for what? DeAndre Johnson... Already earned himself a contract starting somewhere, so I wouldn't be shocked if he's not back next year because he signed a lucrative deal somewhere. You have a uh, uh, Felton, you know who's going to grow and his body's going to get bigger and he's going to get better, and that's cool, all right. You have DPJ still, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones still under contract, you know. You got Anthony Schwartz, um, uh, but you know who else? Uh, Austin Hooper. He has been coming up incomplete the entire year. I mean, literally has done nothing the entire year. You know, every time that we go and try to depend on this guy to do one thing or another, you know, catch a first down, you know, catch a third down, you know, uh, you know, keep the momentum going on the drive, you know. He just comes up flat. Then he'll come and show up sometime later in the game, you know, on an unexpected oh, Okay, you got to run after the catch, you know, the game like 20, 25 yards. All right. But then you're non existent the rest of the game. David and Joku didn't even get featured. But I personally think at some point around, like when we lost to Baltimore or when we got blew out by the Patriots, somewhere around there, Kevin Stefanski had already made up his mind he's not showing his hand. Uh, the report just dropped that Alex Van Pelt may be going to the University of Pittsburgh to be their offensive coordinator. Um, and that doesn't shock me. Now, as much as I've been saying Kevin Stefanski should give up the play caller, I also recognize at one point that Kevin Stefanski doesn't trust the quarterback he has. And, you know, actions speak louder than words. Just seeing the things he's done just shows he doesn't trust Baker at all. Um, So, you know, Alex Van Pelt was brought in to help Baker with his mechanics. I mean, if you go back, you can pull little videos up and you can look when Kevin Stefanski said he hired Alex Van Pelt is because Alex Van Pelt is a guy who knows how to play the quarterback. He knows mechanics. He's played, you know. But Alex Van Pelt is an proven play caller, you know. Um, but he can scheme and stuff. So, I, you know, I think him going to college really helps him because now he gets to produce solid players. And then have a chance to come back to the NFL at you know, maybe as a head coach. Who knows? I mean, sometimes what seems like a step back is really a step of evolution. You know, so. But to me, this also opens up the window to say Kevin Stefanski should hire a real offensive coordinator. Now, the question is, what type? Who? What are we doing? All right. Well, I guess that depends on what type of quarterback Kevin Stefanski wants. Um, I personally believe that it's Deshaun Watson. If they can trade Baker and some picks to get Deshaun Watson, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Even if they have to throw a couple extra players in there, there are a few players that we have that just may be expendable. Um, because we're going to have re-sign Greedy. Greedy's probably not going to get a crazy deal, but he's going to get re-signed. Um, Denzel Ward's going to get re-signed. All right? Um, I don't think Matt Wilson or Sione Taki Taki will get re signed to like long term deals, but if their market value doesn't pan and they, you know, they can come back on some special teams. Uh, I think Anthony Walker will be back. Uh maybe it may be a one year deal. He may even get a three year deal. Um but Anthony Walker with Jeremiah wilson Kurmore and Jacob Phillips will be a a, a very solid linebacker core. Um, so, I, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Greedy, Denzel, Grant, uh, Greg, you know, with John, you know, then you you know, sprinkle in some AJ Green and stuff like that. They're they, they going to be cool with that. But Baker, <laughs> in particular, I, 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 I don't see how Baker lasts after last night. I mean, like, literally in the game. You could just tell, and it was obvious, like, Baker is the whole reason they are not getting any push. On top of the fact that Landry caught everything that he was throwing his way, but I think Landry checked out a long time ago. I think Landry checked out way before Odell Beckham was traded, in my opinion. He had already, so I don't see him coming back next year. Uh, You know, Baker had some weapons and he didn't do anything. He had some things. He, he didn't do anything. Baker misreads all night, and he misreads all year. And, you know, the quarterback club is a fraternity. They try to take up for all the quarterbacks, especially when it comes to Cleveland. they always trying to dirt bag us. But at the end of the day, bro, we have a championship roster. And our offense is the whole reason we lost games. I mean, our defense lost us a couple games. Out of 17 games, our defense held at least 12 opponents to under 18 points. Under 20 points for sure. 12 out of your 17 games, your opponent didn't even score 20 points. And you still found ways to lose at least six of those games. That makes no sense. None. And for everybody to keep talking this, oh, well, you see what San Diego did, they let Drew Brees go, and then he won a the championship. They let Drew Brees go for, for uh Phillip Rivers. Is Phillip Rivers not a Hall of Famer? The reason Phillip Rivers didn't win a championship wasn't because of Philip Rivers per se. San Diego just couldn't get over the hump as a team. The Chargers as a franchise just couldn't get over the hump. That's not really just on him. That's just on the circumstance. Alright? All right. But y'all, y'all, y'all gotta be honest about Baker, bro. And I've said this numerous times. If Baker could read defenses, he would be the best quarterback in the league. Now, if I'm going off what I think is going gonna happen next year from right now. I think, uh, you know, the Deshaun Watson debacle probably ain't going to come to a real head until, well, I ain't going to say that. Because I think by March, by the time the draft comes, the Deshaun Watson situation going to be figured out. And this is why I think Cleveland is primed to be able to trade Baker back to Texas and get Deshaun. But that's just me personally. Um, but realistically, you know, if that doesn't happen, you know, Baker will be back playing his fifth year. They'll be and gave him some type of good receivers. But Baker plays so bad that, you know, you got to understand if you couldn't make it work with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, bro, no top receiver is going to want to play with you that wasn't drafted. There's no way a Davante Adams is going to go from. Aaron Rodgers to Baker Mayfield. You know, I don't even know if Brent and Brandon Cooks didn't play with some some bad quarterbacks. I don't even know if Brandon Cooks would be like, "All right, I go play with Baker." You know, um, I just feel like, you know, it it's the thing about this with Baker, right? You can't use injury as an excuse when you purposely chose to play through injury. When you purposely chose to play through injury, you said to everybody that you could still perform at at least an acceptable level, even though you're hindered. Dude, we watched for 13 weeks you dragged this offense down. Because you couldn't, you wasn't man enough to say, let me get my surgery right now. Let me rehab right now. Let Case Keenum play. And, you know, let me rehab and let the Browns see how valuable I am. You could have took a whole page out of the Dak Prescott book, but you didn't. You chose to play. And this is the result of your play. And this is what we have now. You know what I'm saying? now we have, you know, a quarterback controversy situation because – even if Baker plays next year, he's not the long-term solution. So, you know, Andrew Berry seen this. You know, uh, the Haslams seen it, and I really think uh, you know Kevin Stefanski wanted to shut Baker down months ago. But you know, knowing how the Haslams are, knowing how you know how they intervene with the draft selection of Johnny Football. And you know how they were so listening to John Dorsey and allow him to run Hugh Jackson out of time. Um, you know, it's not far-fetched for me to believe that the ownership is the reason Baker was a bench. At the same token, this definitely just you know brings everyone back to earth that this is still a new regime, right? And this regime starts with. Andrew Berry at GM and Kevin Stefanski at head coach. Kevin Stefanski not going nowhere, bro. Because Kevin Stefanski not an overall bad coach. He's a second year coach. The youngest coach in the league, I believe, right now. Or at least he was. Or he won of them, for sure. All right, And he's with a franchise that doesn't know stability yet. Stefanski ain't going nowhere. And. You know, when you look at all 22 or you look at any field breakdown of Baker's play-by-play progression, he's missed 25 to 40 touchdown passes this year. Okay? He's missed 70 to 80 open receivers this year. Bro, there's nothing to defend about that. Nothing to defend about that. Right? it's so but like I say he'll probably be back next year unless they can find a trade because there's no quarterback in this draft that says we should build around now I'm gonna say some other scenarios is like we could acquire a David Carr and you know let it run its course it was. A, it was. Somebody said Washington wanted to offer the number nine overall pick to get Baker Mayfield. I would give it to him. I would take it. So who's going to be your quarterback? Well, I can start with Case Keenum for a year. But I would definitely consider bringing in Marcus Mariota if I can't trade for Dwight, Deshaun Watson. And I will. I will argue bringing in Mitchell Trubisky. You know why? Because both of these are athletic quarterbacks, top pick guys who have some tenure in the league, who could be a gap stop. Alright? Offensive coordinators though, that is going to be the key to whatever quarterback we get. Because the fans is going to have to bring in somebody and I think, excuse me, and I think Andrew Berry is going to heavily lobby for him to pick somebody who could actually run an offense. Uh, you know, of course he's not going to be able to get like a Kyle Shanahan or nothing like that, but there are some up-and-coming guys that he could get. You know, he could get a guy from college. You know, there's a lot of good offenses. He can get a guy from college. He could. He can come off the box. You know? To be honest, you could see a guy like Chad O'Shea get upgraded to offensive coordinator because Chad O'Shea was the pass game coordinator. Even though Alex Van Pelt came up with the game plan. Now people will say, oh, Stefanski, you know, he probably ran Alex Van Pelt out of town, and that could be possible. I ain't saying it's impossible, but, you know, it's hard to give a guy a range that ain't proven when you still proving it yourself. And it's not like Kevin Stefanski incapable of calling a great game or a great plays. It's just that, you know, I'm just starting to understand that when you can't trust a guy who's has to deliver the ball to your playmakers, it's hard for you to get enthusiastic about drawing up a lot of different things, a lot of different ways. You know. Um, I think Joe Woods as a defensive coordinator did outstanding this year. We was on his back, but I think he did absolutely outstanding. Because the Browns were in every game. It was with the exception of The Patriots game and the Arizona Cardinals game. The Browns were winning every game. Those are the only two games where I can say the Browns did not hold a lead at some point in those games. The defense was calling turnovers. They're causing havoc. So, you know, like I say, the defense just needed dominant defensive tackle down on that line. The offense needed number one receiver. Could could Jameson Wills could Jameson Williams forego his last year of playing with Bryce Young and coming to the NFL? You know, could we pick him up? You know, is it Chris Olave or or uh, uh, Garrett Wilson on our radar? You know, a DPJ uh Donovan People I think he's gonna get a lot better. Schwartz is gonna be a lot better. Um uh, uh, but and two. The elephant in the room, man, that special teams. Man, the Browns used to have one of the good special teams. Here. Now they special teams is retarded. Like it's it's not it's not even worth mentioning. Uh, so they have to figure out their punting situation, their kicker situation, their kick return threat situation. Um, you know, and and you know, some people will take this as the Browns being the Browns, but I, you know, I see the evolution. You know, we're not talking about can the bronze put together even a championship team. We're talking about what pieces are missing for them to fulfill their championship hopes. You know, they're already built to succeed, but they're just missing a piece or two to bring it all together. So it's just about identifying what pieces are that, you know, what do we retain of what we have to make it better? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, who that's going to be? I don't really know a lot of offensive coordinator names. yet. to be throwing out no names right quick. But like I say, you know, it's some up and coming guys. Um, you know, this is a new league. You know, if if Kevin fancy is going to give up the play call, then he's probably going to bring in somebody who's real nice. You know what I mean? Uh, I, like I said, I I think Joe Woods earned another year. So I think he got like a four-year deal. So I think he earned another year. Um, but if Alex Van Pelt is leaving, we don't have to get another offensive coordinator. Or like I say, Chad O'Shea could be promoted and Kevin Stefanski could still stay calling the plays. And you know what? I ain't mad if he's still calling the plays. I would just want to see him call the plays with a quarterback that he wants. All right? Bottom line. Uh, as far as the Cavs go, the Cavs play tonight. They played Memphis tonight in Memphis. I think Rajon Rondo will start tonight. Well, he—I think he'll start, but he'll play tonight. Uh, He was acquired a few days ago in a three-way trade um, from the Lakers. Uh, We sent Valentine to Denzel Valentine to the Lakers. They sent us Rondo, and then the Lakers sent Valentine to the Knicks uh, for a second-round pick, and then the Knicks waived. So you know, I think he dropped a heartfelt. Twitter message earlier or something like that. I haven't checked it out, but I did get the notification. the um, look, people keep saying, hey, should they trade? What should they do? Why? I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm only open for a, a Coral and Sexton trade if we're getting Jalen Brown. In my opinion, if, if, if the front office has decided Garland, Mobley, and Allen are the pieces to build around, I cannot be mad at that because those guys are playing really well. They're really young, and they're only going to get better. Uh, Saxon is out for the year. Okoro is out for the next month. Rubio's gone. I mean, he's out for the year, and, you know, ain't no telling if he's even coming back. All right? You're going to need some type of production off that wing. So if you're telling me, hey, we're going to send them a couple draft picks, they're going to send us Jalen Brown or, you know, another player, then I, it's worth the trade. But if it ain't for Jalen Brown, I don't even want to hear a Okoro or Sexton name in the conversation, All right. And I only say Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown is going to give me the offensive production that I need from Colin Sexton plus the defensive production that I'm getting from Isaac Okoro. So that would make sense. To get both of those, you know, into a guy that's only 23, 24 years old. That's worth the trade. Uh, outside of that though, you know, I would just rather them let these players grow. Let's see what we have. You know, that few that first round pick could be the final piece to the puzzle. So I think you should definitely let Isaac Coro play it out, see if his offensive game is gonna grow, see if Di- uh, Weller can stay healthy. You know, the Cavs gonna win at least thirty games this year. All right. They already had twenty twenty-one wins. And we only thirty seven games into the season. And it's an eighty-two game season. So you're not about to tell me the Cavs cannot win ten more games. That I'm just not hearing that at all. All right. But so they're gonna win at least thirty games. That is a vast improvement over last year. All right. But you know, I think they need to let these guys work and see what they have. You can wait till the off season to make moves because, you know, you got to resign a sexton. You know, you got to see, you know, how a Laurie Marketing really fits all the way. Or, or you know, does a, a Wendler come on strong enough for you to be able to replace, you know, a Laurie Markkinen. But you just got Laurie and having those seven footers down there really helps. So, you know, but. I expect it to be a good game in Memphis. Uh, I'm not sure if Darius Garland is back. I know Chetty Osmond is not back. Um, so we're going to see. A uh, guy like Lamar Stevens, uh, you know, he's really showing like he's really evolving and he wants to be a little more involved. But he has to show he can be a consistent offensive player. You know what I'm saying? Until then, you know, oh, you hear the chopper. I'm not a star. I got a chopper in the- no, but um, you know uh uh uh, uh like I say, Chetty's not gonna be playing, but you know I expect it to be a good game. I expect if DG playing, and he's gonna give John Morant a lot of problems. I expect John Morant to try to take over the game. Um, I do not expect him to try to do to Jared Allen what he tried to do to uh, to uh look, but I do like the interesting matchup of uh, 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 a consistent DG versus John Morant and an evolving um, Evan Moby against Jaron Jackson. Uh, I think those those matchups are interesting. The Jared Allen versus Stephen Adams matchup will be very interesting too as well uh, because Stephen Allen is not no slouch. But it's going to come down to what Laurie Marketing, um and the other wins can give compared to what Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, and those guys are going to bring. Uh, you know, if, if if our wings can show some type of threat, then we probably going to come out of here with a nice victory. Um, but if not, you know, we could probably lose another heartbreaker because those guys going to need help. All right. But it was a pleasure. Deep Trent, Game Changer Sports Talk, Industry Sports. Make you make sure you subscribe, like, share, you know what I'm saying? Give us your feedback. Let you know how you, let us know how you enjoyed it, uh, how you enjoy the topics, you know, and, and, and just what you think, man. All right, it was a pleasure. One we're out. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Yeah, you hear me?